Welcome to Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, Goddard won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun. The second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast. With me once again this week to look at the latest cricket news in the region is the doyen of Caribbean sports broadcasting, Mr. Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings, Reds. How are you? Yes, greetings. Well, um, sort of just um, seeing the end of the ashes, uh, almost, um, you know, not the way for maybe an outstanding um, player, um, Michael Clark, uh, to, to head home. Um, but just a little surprise that England actually considered playing Anderson. I thought it would have been an unnecessary step. Uh, to have him risk uh, getting injured in the middle of a test match when he's so um, you know, important to, to England in, in the future. L- luckily, I think wise counsel uh, prevailed and he was left out, but um, I wouldn't have had him in, 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 in the squad in the first place. No, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, you and I are talking just at lunch on the first day and the, of the final test match. Australia actually seems to remember how to play test cricket this morning. Uh, and uh, a lot of leaving the ball and a lot of cautious opening of the batting, letting the shine off the ball. Um, so hopefully this will develop into much more of a contest this time round. Yes, a, l- a little old too late. Yeah. Anyhow, um, we have other fish to fry, I'm sure. We we do indeed. We're going to look uh, much closer to home in the Caribbean. I think first of all, when we're talking about successful teams like England, uh, we want to say a big uh, congratulations to the uh, uh, Barbados women's team who just this last weekend, won the regional 50-over competition. They defeated uh, the reigning champions, Jamaica, uh, quite convincingly. Uh, Jamaica have had rather a stranglehold on that tournament in recent years. Um, women's cricket in the in the region has been on the up in the last few years, Reds. Yes, and you know, ironically, I want to say a big congratulations to the Barbados women, the, the BCA and all the coaches. Uh, um, they have been uh, going uh, the extra mile. They've actually included women in some men's team, uh, giving them the exposure and giving them the opportunity to improve their skills. Mm. The, the irony of, of this Barbados development, and they've certainly been producing uh, players, not only for the national team, but for the West Indies, is that for a long time, the Barbados women didn't play in the West Indies sort of female women's competition. Mm. And it took a little bit of time before they got going, and now they have got going. Um, the talent is is really coming through after a, a late start. So um, one must give um, you know a lot of credit to the BCA and all the people involved in the promotion of female cricket in Barbados, including the, the, the media and uh, the, the men who have now, um, you know, smart enough, good enough to accept that the, the women are equal and can, can play with them. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it did seem to show a great deal of initiative uh, for the 
Barbados women uh, to be playing as a team in itself uh, within the, the second division in the uh, the country. Uh, the, the BCA has, uh, on that one, shown a, a lot of foresight and uh, reaped the rewards. But I was very interested this week, Reds, listening to the Mason and Guest Show in Barbados, they're shortly going to have the uh, elections for the uh, Barbados Cricket Association, I think in the next week or two. And Condi Riley, he's standing against uh, the incumbent president, Joel Garner, uh, for that for that position. Condi was on the show. Next week, I think they're going to have the vice president of the BCA on also, for the sake of balance. But Condi said something on the show which uh, I have no way in which I can... Uh, uh, verify, but that was very disturbing. He he suggested that the Kensington Oval itself is uninsured, specifically uninsured against damage, severe damage like hurricanes. There's been a lot of earthquakes in the region. As as we speak, Hurricane Danny is heading towards that part of the region. Only only a couple of years ago, uh, a Rihanna concert was cancelled at the Kensington Oval uh, over concerns, serious concerns about the equipment and electrical safety. And uh, there was there was concerns about uh, poor fire prevention and response standards. As I say, I I, I can't verify what Condi Riley says, but that's very disturbing, isn't it, Reds? Well, if it is so, it is it is um, I would say very worrying also because uh, you pointed out there are so many uh, major events uh, is held at, at the venue. Uh, but the implications uh, in case something happened, um, you know, could be um, a financial disaster. Mm. Um, I, I would think that uh, that statement, um, uh, which I heard myself, um, would have caught the ears of, 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 of the right authorities. And um, I would like to believe that um, whatever necessary action needs to take take place um, is is being as we speak um, put into place and, and attention is being paid uh, absolutely uh, I hope uh, if it is true that something is addressed and if it's not true that uh, we get some clarity on that but I don't think we ought to sort of uh, focus on that too much because it's, it's just at the moment hearsay but it does undermine underline I should say that uh, so much of the challenges facing cricket in the region at the moment, we know about the on-field challenges of performance, but off the field, the challenges of revenue and the threat of bankruptcy and the need to just, just stay afloat. It was encouraging this week that uh, the CEO, Michael Muirhead, uh, said that um, the $42 million US dollars claimed from the BCCI should be settled soon and probably in the way of matches rather than money. That was an encouraging uh, signal from him, wasn't it, Reds? Yes, well, that was in fact said by the president of the, of the West Indies Board, David Cameron, when the town hall meeting was held in uh, St. Lucia some uh, two months ago, uh, that uh, the uh, um, discussions were going on for the West Indies team to go to India, and in, in that way, um, uh, start to, to pay back um, the $42 million or thereabouts. Uh, but we have not seen any further information on that when this um, tour will take place, in, in what year, mm. um, and um, uh, basically how many matches will, will be played. 
So what the CEO did, in fact, say to the Trinidad newspaper was what, and in fact, uh, not a breaking story, but simply repeating what his president had said in St. Lucia um, some, uh, many weeks back. Mm. But we're waiting on further information to see if, in fact, the, the, the Indian board have said yes, and there are some firm dates and some firm kind of fixtures, etc. Mm. No, absolutely. Uh, if the BCCI was to pursue this debt, um, it, would, it would cripple the WICB uh, to the extent that, well, I think the region would be bankrupted. It's almost not worth thinking about at the moment because the, the effect would be so devastating. It's almost a case of moving on and not thinking about it until we have a signal from the Indians. Yes, I mean, it's a cloud that, that hangs above us and we hope that um, some, uh, some initiative will soon take place to start um, at least wiping the, the, the debt away. We certainly don't have the money um, to finance it, and I don't believe um, the, the ICC is offering to solve the problem for us. So we, we have to wait and see if this initiative will, in fact, um, take place and, and work. Mm. There was uh, more bad news this week, as reported uh, by Vinod Mamchand in the uh, Trinidad Guardian. Uh, the demise of the Champions League trophy uh, effectively is going to put the West Indies Cricket Board uh, half a million US dollars out of pocket. Uh, the revenue that was generated from that tournament was ploughed back into each regional board and that was money that, that came from that. Um, that's another knock for, for them when, when times are ever so tight for all the regional uh, boards. Yeah, well... Um bad news, I mean, the, the, the fact that we were not um, going to be playing in the competition, I think, is our own fault. And some people are saying it started with the pullout from India, and then it continued with some bad performances um, after that. Um, so the, the um, follow-up of what we would now lose is just like a, a double whammy, you know, it's, a, it's like a double blow. Um, but, um, you know, it pro probably could have an impact on the, all the, the development plans by the West Indies Board um, at the A-team level, at um, the coaching level, mm -hmm. all the basic development plans that, you know, may, may be initially um, planned, you know, you can see adjustments being made. Yes. Uh, these... these this money is uh, not going to be easily recouped, and as you allude there, it's not just the, the Champions League 2020 tournament that is going in October, but West Indies' uh, involvement in the Champions Trophy uh, in England, all of these things are going to uh, affect the, the income. At the time when the West Indies Cricket Board is really trying to organise its finances um, more equitably uh, across the region, um, uh, particularly in respect of the new four-day regional competition, the uh, Professional Cricket League, as I believe uh, it's, been, it's been dubbed, although it's still unsponsored. There was talk this week that uh, they do want to improve the tournaments, make uh, improvements to the tournament. They haven't outlined what they are, but they do want the cooperation of the regional franchises in this. Um, there was a hint, though, that if they don't pull into the overall uh, structure that the West Indies Cricket Board won, that money would be withheld. 
Um, again, there, there, there seems to be a direction the West Indies Cricket Board wants things to go, and the regional boards are a little resistant, Reds. Well, I don't see them uh, refusing to provide the funds. I mean, it is something which they have really um, beat their chest on. It will destroy the fabric of our first-class cricket. I don't know if it, it was a, a little, um, you know, ploy to ensure that all the, the franchise had to submit a report um, on the, the, the competition, and maybe they were just trying to um, encourage them to provide all the reports in terms of um, whether the players um, were in fact, um, uh, you know, behaving in, in, in the manner that they mm-hmm. should behave in terms of um, the, 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 the kind of, of, of coaching that goes on in attendance, um, all the, the, the financial figures, um, all those things I think uh, were promised. And maybe one or two have not done so. My my understanding is that 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 two of the franchise did meet the requirements, and maybe they were just trying to um, give an encouraging um, hello to the, those who haven't quite made it. But just talking about the franchise, uh, Guyana's had a little bit of a setback, David, because Ryan Hines, mm. who was originally contracted by the Guyana franchise. Um, along with two other Barbadians, um, Reefer and, 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 and Searles, mm. Ryan Hines um, has pulled out of the Guyana franchise in the last uh, 48 hours, saying that he had another contractual arrangement, mm. uh, which is a, a little bit surprising. Um, one, one would have thought that, um, you know, that announcement that Hines was joining the Guyana franchise um, was, in fact, uh, put out so, so long ago. Uh, what was, is the reason? Well, he is saying other commitments. Now he didn't say where those other, where, where that other commitment is actually um, going to be, when, etc. But Guyana, I think now is looking to replace Ryan Hines. Yes, um, I, I, I did read a report that they intend to replace him with uh, Kandasamy uh, Suraj Narine. Uh, an opening batsman. It it does sound red right, to me rather similar to um, uh, Ronnie Sarwan, who, when uh, dished out to another uh, island, then was reluctant to go and play for them. And it, uh, I don't know more about this on Ryan Hines, but that would be that's my immediate reaction and suspicion. Uh, one of the newspapers is suggesting if that's the case, um, there is contractual agreements to to move. If you are selected by another franchise, failure to do so, he could be banned for a year. And uh, at his age, that may well be the end of his first-class career. Yeah, well, I haven't seen the paperwork, so um, if, if, if that is so, I mean, he should have really read the contract uh, over and over again before making that decision. Just back to the Sawan issue, my information is that it was a case of fitness. Um, but he uh, was not fit. Uh, enough to play for Trinidad Tobago. He actually arrived there, started to practice. The back stiffened up, or the hip stiffened up, and he had this problem, of course, when he played county cricket in in England uh, for for Leicester. And it was a question of fitness. It wasn't a question of um, him simply uh, disowning uh, 
Reds, I stand corrected and thank you for putting me right on that one. I shouldn't listen to uh, 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 idle gossip. Um, it is interesting as well that uh, in the, the redevelopment of the, the region's finances um, in the four-day competition, uh, Cameron did recently say that uh, each territorial board was being granted uh, 50000 US dollars a year in development and that that was being doubled. Um, but how far does this money go, Reds? make a very good point and it's something that's often not remembered uh, particularly by Englishmen like myself who are uh, quite used to seeing cricketers move up and down the, the motorways of the, the UK to make their matches it's very very different players moving around in the Caribbean to fulfil their fixtures and to make themselves available you were telling me just before we started Reds the uh, Darren Sammy's come back to uh, St Lucia to make himself available and then been surplus to requirements yes uh, is ongoing in St. Vincent and uh, Sammy who I saw uh, who in fact uh, did in fact uh, tell me that uh, he, he was not picked had already made arrangements following the um, Zimbabwe Pakistan series after that was cancelled to have a little family holiday and to come back to St. Lucia to make himself available uh, not selected and it's really been a major talking point because he's a 2020 captain he is a, a fifth ODI a West Indies player and uh, St. Lucia is not um, that strong where they can uh, not uh, want to play a Darren Sammy and I think a lot of questions will be asked um, about the, uh, the selectors and the chairman of the selectors in particular, and maybe even higher, whether um, you know, the, the, the board should not have um, intervened and, and, and you know, take some action to right the wrong, so to speak. But Sammy is right in St. Lucia as this tournament is going on in St. Vincent. Mm. Yes. Strange times, strange times. Uh, we were talking about uh, the governance uh, 
in Barbados and uh, also touching upon uh, Dave Cameron. We, of course, do have in the next couple of weeks, uh, we expect to see the um, publication of a, a report into the government's governance of the West Indies Cricket Board. Recently, both uh, Dr Rudy Webster and Tony Cozier have um, aired their, their concerns that, uh, once again, the West Indies Cricket Board may get a... A report into their into their doings, their governance, and and reject it. Do you share their worries, Reds? Yes, I share their worries. Um, I suppose the board simply can say, you know, we are an elected body, and um, you know, we are you know a, a, a body that can um, look at suggestions and reports. But in the final analysis, uh, we will take. The, those decisions. Um, my own feeling is that unless the CARICOM subcommittee on cricket um, really was to have a one-to-one um, with the board, only then you can bring the Patterson report and you can bring the Wilkins report and maybe put it on the, on the table where the CARICOM subcommittee uh, among other things, can say, gentlemen, what is the position with this? I don't see the, the report being, um, you know, written um, about, you know, by Tony Cozio, mm. Dr. Rudy Webster, and other people. Um, is going to force the board uh, to take it on. I think the long-term hope is that the CARICOM subcommittee um, on cricket will raise this with the board if, in fact, such a meeting is is stable and, and, and called for. And maybe it should be called for by the CARICOM subcommittee. Maybe that's the one hope that we have to, uh, to, 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 to look towards. Mm. Yes, yeah, so there, there, there seems to be an irony to me as well that um, uh, when there are question marks against the governance of the West Indies Cricket Board, um, at a time when there's many, many questions being asked of the governance of the ICC and demonstrations being made at the Oval today uh, and uh, the very interesting film which I haven't had the chance of seeing yet uh, by Jared Kimber and Sam Collins called Death of a Gentleman uh, about the, the whole issue. One of the issues in that film is that um, the heads of uh, the BCCI, uh, the English uh, Cricket Board and uh, Cricket Australia, uh, have all seemed to agree that they wouldn't like to see the Olympics include cricket, that cricket is not a sport they would want to see develop and taken further into the Olympic Games. David Cameron, Dave Cameron this week, uh, seemed to say the opposite and would like to see cricket at the Olympics. Do you think cricket... He certainly caught the headlines. Um, you know, <laughs> everyone ran with the story. But, you know, the first thing I, I have asked myself is, what was the success of cricket at the Commonwealth Games? Hmm. Um, because, let's face facts, cricket is really a Commonwealth sport. And unless, unless we can find out what the Commonwealth Games authorities felt about cricket... Um, at the Commonwealth Games, how successful it was, what's the <clears throat> potential of it being played um, at the Olympic level. I don't see it being part of the Pan American Games. Um, it's alien to, 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 to the Pan American organization. Very few member states uh, of the Pan American Games Paso uh, play cricket. Um, only then we can find out from the Commonwealth Games Authority what they felt about the 
use the the information and the findings as a basis for considering it to be played at the Olympic level. Mm-hmm. No, you're a very, very good point you make, and I've not heard anybody else ex- express that. I mean, presumably, if uh, uh, the West Indies were or cricket were to be at the Olympics, we would not see the West Indies there in any case. They'd be playing as each island identity or mainland Guyana, etc. Yes, and, you know, the, 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 the whole process of what would be the mechanism um, to decide uh, who goes to, to the Olympics, um, you know, th- that itself is, is something which... Which, which has got to be worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something which was floated by Dave Cameron, but I don't think it's going to get a, a great deal of traction. But I just want to go back to the point. What would the Commonwealth Games people say to us? Um, was it a success story? Um, they haven't brought it back, as you can see. I don't believe it's done for the Commonwealth Games in Brisbane. Um, so maybe even at the Commonwealth Games, um, it's, it's not going forward. No, you, you, as I said, it's a very good point you make, and perhaps it's a question that somebody else uh, might ask. Uh, it also struck me as an irony this week that uh, Dave Cameron um, was one of those that supported uh, the reconstitution of the ICC and the takeover of the Big Three. One of the upshots of that was the demise of the Future Tours program, and it's actually the the, the free for all now in the organising of uh, schedules and fixtures which was what caused uh, West Indies to lose out on the um, withdrawal of Pakistan from the Tri-Series with Zimbabwe. This week in the uh, Trinidad and Tobago Newsday, uh, the former president of the ICC, SM Manny, told uh, Colin Benjamin that he thought that the actions of Pakistan were not cricket. Well, that, that was good to read because they have really, um, you know, sold us down the river without a paddle. It's um, all one chance of of, of playing in a, in a competition before uh, the doors were closed on us, and Pakistan simply said no. Um, you know, um, it's uh, all about self-preservation. Uh, I'm going to take my um, my interests at heart first and full, uh, foremost, and. Um, you know, the double takes the high most, and uh, you know this way. This might be an indication of what may happen in in, in the future. I mean, can you uh, see people just um, aborting, uh, refusing to take part in a competition um, because it it may not suit their their best interests? Um, what 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 bothers me in the meantime? What is our cricket committee doing mm. about at least um, you know getting some eight teams out and having us go somewhere? You know, I mean, not because we altered the competition. We we're just going to watch it. Um, you know, we we still have to be proactive in developing our, our, our various teams at the senior and junior level. No, mm. uh, no, absolutely. I think the. Uh the phrase there is uh, self-interest, and unfortunately, it seems in world cricket at the moment, and I'm afraid to say also in the in the region in the Caribbean, self-interest does seem to be uh, uh, the pre- pre- predominant stance. Uh, we're running out of time, Reds. Um, yes, um, just something that caught my eye. I, I like the piece by Tony Becker where he went down memory lane, and um, 
you know, something that we can look at uh, the, the, the next time we, we get together and put our heads together. Because there's some lovely little stories about um, that whole that whole period of people who um, were good enough to play and c couldn't play, uh, maybe born at the wrong time, did, didn't get the opportunity. Um, there are some lovely little stories that can come out of that um, Tony Becker piece uh, where he, he looked at uh, a, a lot of people with a lot of ability, especially in the early 50s and 60s, uh, who didn't make the Western East. It should make some interesting discussion. No, absolutely. I'm glad you've mentioned that, uh, and thank you for reminding me. And yes, it does deserve... Uh, so it's really for us to spend some time looking over those names, and perhaps we can do that next time. Um, but just for those that didn't get to read the piece, uh, it was a piece in the Jamaica Gleaner from uh, uh, the 16th of August, uh, in which uh, Tony Becker recalled many of the, the great players of the region who were never good enough uh, or to get to get that nod for one one-day international or one test match and recalled a lot of their performances. Reds, thank you very much for joining me. Yes, and um, you know, here's hoping that we can um, probably get more information on how the franchises really operate. Uh, right now we're just short of a length in, 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 in terms of information. Yeah, uh, we could do with a few more pitched-up deliveries, couldn't we? I'm yeah. going to say thank you and goodbye to you, Reds. Uh, and I want to thank the listeners for listening too. This has been the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And I hope you can join us again next week. Goodbye. <laughs>